Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 116. Put Me Over Podcast 116 says I just whipped your ass. Coming to you live from the Put Me Over Podcast studios uh, via Zoom. Joining me this week, it's great to be back, first of all, but also joining us. You know you, you know him, you love him. He is the 10th one of the world, the puncher of walls, Dickelich himself, Richard Garcia. Howdy, everyone. And also joining us, you know him, you hate him. He is a WWE simp. He is the handsomest man alive, the Pinoy powerhouse, Byron Pagdalao. Hey, hey, come on. I'll find out forever. Rest in peace, Chad. Rest in peace, Chad. That's pretty pretty huge news. Hey, Um, people like Byron. They may not like Dick sometimes. You never know. It's whoever. It's the beholder. I like Dick Dick. all the time. Oh, I bet you do. Oh, man. Such such a week in wrestling. They've, They've... since they went from SummerSlam to Payback, they didn't really have a lot of time to like build anything, so they just threw everything in a blender and, and gave us a pretty decent buildup for Payback coming up on Sunday. Um, this, this is the end of August, and there's going to be a lot going on. Um, we're in the middle of it. Um, you know, we, got, we got another pay-per-view, another WWE pay-per-view this Sunday, and then next weekend's going to be do- um, all out. Yeah. Oh, can't wait for that. A lot of stuff still coming around the corner. Uh, do you guys want to cut to the news or just want to get into the show? Oh wait, we gotta Never we gotta shout out our sponsors first. Yeah, we gotta give them oh, yeah. Give it up. You know them. You love them. We talk about them all the time. I'm rocking the latest Grudge Match brand apparel T-shirt. It's actually a baseball shirt. If you if you're watching our live stream, uh, inspired by Danzig and Vader in the same T-shirt. What more do you want? Um, and it's my favorite colors, a red and black shirt. Um, give it up for Grudge Match Brand and Grudge Match Brand Apparel on Instagram. Make sure you go to their Instagram, turn on the notifications, use our promo code PUTMEOVER for 15% off your entire order. Um, check them out because they're dropping new stuff, uh, I feel like, weekly at this point. There's a lot of a lot of cool shit dropping pretty soon. I, I talked to uh, Remy, who you all know and love, um, and they, they got a lot of stuff in the pipeline coming, especially for the upcoming Halloween season. So definitely go check them out and also go check out our friends at lapelyad.com. They just gave away free shirts for anybody yesterday. Um, so go to their Instagram, turn on them notifications um, and never be out of the loop. Um, use our promo code put me over for 15% off your entire or 20% off your entire order there. And you can also go to our website, put me for all your put me over podcast merchandise wants and needs. Um, use a promo code Kofi forever. We'll never, never forget Kofi uh, for twenty percent off your entire order. There, uh, get get some stickers, get some frisbees, get some uh, phone cases, hoodies, you name it, we got it. And uh, yeah, support the show. Uh, a lot going on this week, like I said. Without any ado, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks. Thirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. Since we were out for about a week or so, there's just a lot of stuff that's been happening over the, the past couple of weeks. Um, how do you, let's let's uh, let's talk about one thing I want I want to mention, and um, before I start off, and that is uh, Bullet Barb Armstrong, rest in peace, 80 years old, 80 years young, died of cancer. Uh, Father of uh, Road Dog and uh, Scott Armstrong in WWE, the, the Armstrong family has been around for really for decades in the wrestling business. 
So uh, such a uh, such a such a loss. Um, unfortunately, deaths do come in threes. And you know, Byron, before we went on the show, you mentioned about Clifford Roberts, uh, Clifford Robertson, yeah, uh, Blazer uh, passed away again, young, young as well. Like he was in the fifty, right? Fifty three or something. Fifty three. That's still uh, still pretty young, right there. And then yeah, we had Chadwick, which is super sad. That that almost made me shed a tear. Actually, I wanted to, but that one was that one hit me pretty hard because uh, forty three, such a young age. I mean, we're we're getting close to our we're getting close to our forties, and so that was really like that really hit me really harder than it should. But I didn't even know. Nobody yeah. knew, huh? I didn't no know. No one that. knew. Because the funny thing about it was like I, he he didn't really tell anyone. But like when he found out that he had the cancer and how severe it was, it was like oh shit, like. This guy just—he didn't want—he didn't want the cancer to be a crutch on him, and um, he was such a great role model, and and just just how he, his energy was in, in Hollywood and in life in general. Um, Forty-three years old was just so young, just young, young, too young. Yeah, that one—that one hit me because it was a shock. You know, you didn't see it coming. It was and, a shock. Yeah, um, absolutely. Super sad, especially you know. I was I'm seeing a bunch of stuff about him like visiting kids in the in the hospital, like going through the same thing that he's going through, but like no one really knows. Um, he still went out and like had a full roster of amazing movies, and you know, um, just the movie Black Panther alone, I think, did a lot for um, minorities and people that you know watch these superhero movies and just picture Superman, or you know your your typical you know. Uh, white lead uh this was like the first superhero movie um that embraced culture and kind of you know gave them a spotlight so um and it was really inspirational and then on top of everything he played jackie robinson in the movie 42 and he he actually coincidentally passed away on jackie robinson day so sad Damn. yeah so that's that's crazy rest in power to uh all three of those fine gentlemen um what else what else can we talk about? Oh, so 2020 um, can just suck every yeah, one's dick. It's it just seems like it's it, this is just the worst year. I mean, worst year of my of my gener- my, my lifetime for sure. We thought 19 was bad. Remember we're like, "Oh, I can't wait for can we just go to 2020? I need 2021 to start soon." No, before before we start that, I'm I'm going to say this. For those of you that are waiting for next year, like next year will be my year, please don't. Just <laughs> Don't no, put a just, jinx in the matrix. Don't 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 do that. Just just don't say anything. Let's just, let's just be, being positive is one thing, but don't just go out and say, Oh man, next year is going to be the greatest year ever. Nope. Just don't say, no, it. I don't no. think it's going to be the greatest year ever. And come November, we might find out what the next four years are going to look like. So. Uh, yeah. Right now is a, right now is not a good time for anyone. Um, it's just, it's, it's really, 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 really shitty <laughs> that's a lot of really that's, yeah <laughs> and that that's, that's exactly how it is i'm not exaggerating i don't think anyone's exaggerating with that statement okay so uh, let's talk about renee young real quick um couple uh just last sunday she uh that was her last show at SummerSlam, and she is officially gone from the wwe family that's good i mean she's way bigger than wrestling though. way uh, bigger than wrestling i she agree sports center i think she could be great on like a sports a real network uh, like e- ABC, e- ESPN, like Charlie. Um, well, that's that's how WWE found her because she was an anchor on TSN in Canada, and right. they liked her so much that they recruited her over to WWE. Yeah, well, it's time for her to go. There's nothing else for her. Uh, she's bigger than wrestling. She, she doesn't need a- to go to AEW either. 
Yeah, she does. And I hope she doesn't because that's a downgrade, to be honest. Come but on, yeah. dog. You simp. You no, no, I meant like simp. from a, a programming perspective. Like, was she too good for announcing? Like, she needs original content, a show of her own and shit. Oh, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Um, Yeah, she she should be, like like you said, ESPN, I think, would do great with her. Because um, like she's so likable. Fox News. Yeah. E.T. I mean, I'm sorry, not Fox News, Fox Sports. Oh, I was like, damn, Fox News. Yeah. Like, Shit. Okay. Fox Sports, my bad. Um, yeah, so she's um, so she's gone. I mean, a lot of speculation as far as why she left. Um, I'm, I'm sure WWE's handling of the of, of the coronavirus definitely didn't help her at all because I mean, she did get she did get sick, and um, apparently, like they didn't even check on her when she was when she was out. Oh, damn. Oh. So if if that's the case, then I I can completely understand her not wanting to resign and you know wanting to do something else. And then and then besides that, you know her husband is obviously uh, working for AEW, so that's another factor too to, to consider. Yeah, and then they kind of just like cut the rug from under her. You know, they'd give her they'd give her stuff to do, and then they would take stuff away. Um, backstage got canceled. Um, you know, they gave her a shot at commentary, which self. You know, she she knew she wasn't like the a great gr- the greatest commentator. Yeah. Um, but she was the first women commentator for Raw, so that's pretty huge. Uh, but that didn't last very long, and I feel like they they kind of didn't have anything for her to do. There was a lot going on uh, with everybody else, and Renee kind of got lost in the shuffle. They right. took her for granted. Definitely, they had a huge talent there. Uh, but yeah, take your talents to South Beach. Good for her. Good for her. And, and go somewhere else, and go where she's appreciated. So, so that's out of the way, and um, let's let's talk about the PWI 500. Let's. Uh, I think that's uh, something like I think each of us have our own opinions about. Byron that's hacked the, into our Instagram and blasted <laughs> the PWI. Yeah, I was trash. Let's um, <laughs> let's go ahead and talk about the top ten to kind of get an idea of like where each wrestlers are are at. Uh, let me. Do you want to go ahead and pull it up? One of you guys pull it up. Uh, yeah, I got it here. Um, the PWI, if anyone's not, you know, keen to it, uh, they they basically rank wrestlers. It's the top 500. It's the 30th edition of this r- list, and they go by the following criteria. Win-loss record, technical ability, influence on the sport, success against the highest grade of competition, success against the most diverse competition, and activity. So it's not just like, oh, we like this guy. They actually have criteria for uh ranking these particular people and it's not and it's not just one thing they, they take a lot of things as you mentioned into consideration yeah there's what one two three four five six different things that they've taken into consideration um you guys want to go top from the f- number let's five up? Let's, let's start from 10 down let's go 10 one yeah all right uh, 10 we have aj uh, styles no disagreement could be higher depending who you ask Number nine, Kofi, which is kind of weird because he had a long, crazy year um, from champion to not champion so quickly. And to, out of the champion to nothing. So right. Back to tag team. like Co- uh, Kofi's an interesting study. We'll talk more about him in a bit. Seth at number eight. From number one to number eight, that's a big drop off, but he's still having a good run. Top ten. Um, number, number seven, Cody Rhodes. Jobert, just kidding. I mean, I understand why he's that high. Okada, number six. I think that's the lowest I've seen Okada from, like, the last five years, maybe. Uh, he's, I think, oh, wow, he's not the highest NJPW, which is kind of crazy. Um, Naito at number five. 
big Drew McIntyre, number four. Three, Jericho, which is kind of weird. I get it, though. He's I think he should be the highest of the AEW um, people. It's just me. Number two, Adam Cole should have been number one. And number one, which is the biggest. He's not even the best person in his company. And he's number one <laughs> of the world of wrestling. John Moxley. Okay, so there, that that's what the top ten for this year's PWI 500. Looks like, uh, Byron, you already gave some of your opinions about it. Um, so I think, I mean, like like you said, you mentioned that Adam Cole should be number one. I, I agree. I think he should be up there because he held the NXT title for the long. He's the longest reigning NXT champion. Right. What is it? Over over 300 plus days, I want to say, like 300, some close to a year. He was definitely there for a year. So that in itself and the fact that he carried NXT for a good portion of 2019 should and through the transition, too, the transition of uh, NXT being its own brand, he was the first guy, you know. So that's big, I think. That's a big so, responsibility. Put so on I him. can understand him. I can I can make the argument for him being number one. It doesn't bother me with Moxley being number one because you you got to think about him. He is the top champion right now in AW, and the way they booked him this so far is I I, I don't I have a problem with it. it it's it, it's to essentially kind of compensate for what for his for how he was booked in wwe and then he he's credible so i'm i have no issue with him being number one i mean i think cole probably should probably deserved it more i mean if it, it was gonna go to an aw guy i think jericho is the guy that matters the most in aw at this point even though in ring he's not so good anymore but uh um, yeah he's he's lost a I'm- steps I'm okay with Moxley being one, um, not just because I'm an AW Mark, but also because Moxley's been untouchable. I think he's been the most one of the most dominant champions in any federation, in any organization. Um, you know, he hits you with one of his uh, paradigm shifts and it matches over. Um, and he's fought a pretty diverse stable of different, you know, um, contenders. Who's he uh, beat as champion? He's beat what? Uh, Brody? Who? Which is Brian Cage. Brian Cage. Um, he's beat um, uh, fucking Darby Allen. He's beat. Um, who didn't he fight Sammy he's Guevara? Few, he's had a few opponents. He's, he's, he's Sammy, he wrestled Sammy Guevara. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so minus Brian Cage, those are mid carters. So I mean, if they're gonna high, I don't think that's the highest grade of competition. Um, diverse competition, yeah, because they're all sorts of different wrestlers. Um, yeah. Technical ability, whatever. Win loss record, I guess they took that into account. Promos, uh, he's definitely way better than he was in WWE with promos. Absolutely. He's boring though, man. I, he's not even the best guy in his company. He's like fourth to me. I, I never said he was the best guy. I, I, I said oh. that he, he was way better than he was in WWE. No, I meant like as far as the You list. gotta acknowledge that. He was definitely he's definitely more colorful now than it was a couple of years ago. Well, because he's like marketed as a star in AEW. That I just think he's big part. I've just never been a fan. Sorry, Anissa, if you're listening. But, <laughs> Well, that and, and well, I mean, the thing about it is that he's he's got the rails to kind of do to kind of say whatever he wants. He's got more freedom, and that's helped him a lot. Um, I'm actually cool with. I mean, Drew McIntyre at number four. Do you guys think he should be higher? He beat Brock Lesnar in the main event at WrestleMania, and he beat the Big Show in the same night. So he got a twofer <laughs> in one night. Uh, but his his reign hasn't really been anything to who is Drew McIntyre fought really with 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 Drew you got to take a consideration that there was no crowd yes so, but I mean I, the Claymore the Claymore is a super over finisher yeah if, if, if you if you look at how he's been booked 
as far as like who's wrestled and how much of a dominant champion he is, they did everything right. The only thing about it is that not having the crowd, because if you don't have that crowd, you can't really gauge him to see where he's at. And that really hurt him. I think him him not having the not having the crowd hurt Drew a lot. I think um I think Drew could be there, three. He would be high, I would probably put him higher. Um Jericho's yeah, yeah. there because just not not so much of the in-ring work, but just how much he means to AEW because oh right. There's no Jericho. AEW would not be where they're at right now. Yeah, he's kind of important. He's been killing it on commentary. He kills it in promos. Yeah. He kills it like he moderately kills it in the ring now. Um, which so I mean, really the, that's not even a knock on him. People get no. older, you know. Right. I mean, he's really the MVP of AEW. Absolutely. By far. I think more than Moxley. I w- I I would agree with uh, Byron on that one. Um, and he's putting over younger talent too, which is which is huge. That too. He's making Orange Cassidy feel like even a bigger rock star than he already was. So, yeah, Jericho is the MVP. Yeah, because this list isn't too bad. This top 10 specifically isn't that. Um, one thing I would like to know is Kenny Omega's not sniffing the top 10, but uh, <laughs> because, and he, as he should be, though, he should be top five every year, easy. But, um, yeah, the only thing is Moxie being number one. I could see him in the top, like, five through 10. I'd, pl- I'd replace him with a Jericho or even Cody above Moxie, to be quite honest. But. Well, Cody is a TNT champion. Um, right. he, up until last week, he's been defending it every week against all comers, people that were either in the company, coming into the company, um, like people like Eddie Edwards. Um, he fought uh, Ricky Starks. He had a lot of great matches. Yeah, um, His technical I ability agree. is 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 a lot better than what it was when he was wrestling in WWE. Um, well, he's he, got fast moves. I mean, he's still he's still Cody Rhodes. I I'm a big Cody Rhodes fan. Um, AJ Styles, um, I I I see where he's at. Um, even though he's the IC champ right now, he really hasn't done much other than fighting the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Big time. Which might be the one of the matches of the year. Yeah, that or um, and then you have Naito uh, at number five. Naito's big year. I mean, he had his big moment uh, in January. And, and then another another victim of the pandemic. I mean, yeah. New Japan in general, yeah. they did yeah. suffer because, with not wrestling during the pandemic, so they they were hurt by it too. Um, and Naito, he only he only had one defense. Did you yeah. know that? That's, That's crazy. Not. He had one defense and. And that was it. But again, I, I blame that more on the pandemic uh, than anything else. I don't uh, think Kofi should be in the top 10. Sorry to cut you off. I don't think no, Kofi no, no, should be in the top 10. Kofi shouldn't be in the top 10? No, I don't see him being in the, the top 10. The it, we'll get to Kofi in a sec. Um, real quick, though, conspicuous by his absence, one, one name I noticed was the Universal Champion, and that's Braun Strowman. He, uh, he didn't even crack the top 10. Because his reign know. has been garbage. And his technical ability is zero to none, to be honest. Power slam. Uh, he's just a power move guy. And then it's, I'm not, not a big, a big fan big of Braun Strowman. He doesn't. Yeah, not a big influence on the sport. Yeah, him, he's done zero the, for me as champion. The, 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 way that, the way that he won the Universal title, I definitely heard it more than, than it helped. And then if you look at the competition that he had as champion, I mean, there was really, I mean, the, we were all waiting for the Fiend to come back and to take take the belt off him. Like it was it was bound to happen because he was really the only person that can really go toe to toe with Braun. Everyone else was just um, second fiddle compared to uh, to the Fiend. Yeah, I think another big omission you could even take out like um, Kofi, Kofi put, put Keith Lee up there. I thought he had a big year too. 
Double champ? Keith Lee is... Well, then he, he ended up looking stupid come, come SummerSlam, but... The, <laughs> the, on the tail end of it, yeah. So, oh, since, we're, since we're speaking on... Uh, since, since, since we mentioned Kofi, let's talk about him real quick. Last week on um, Talking Smack, Big E and The Miz had a segment, and Big E kind of shifted to the conversation to uh, talking about how Kofi didn't... You know, he didn't seem like he got his fair, fair shake of it. Like, it took him 11 years... And it looked like it was going into like a shoot. Um, Miz kind of defended the company in a way saying, well, you know, he, he, he didn't work hard enough for it. Uh, Biggie, you know, says you don't get it. Like, what do you guys, what do you guys thought about that? Did you guys watch Talking Smack? I thought Miz had a good uh, counter argument. But um, when you look at the big picture um, where I think Biggie was going, um, that that's where his argument kind of stops. Um, he tried to be like, I'm the hardest working guy. Well, Kofi has been working super hard. Right. Um, probably, I mean, The Miz gets booked because he's like a crossover guy and he's done movies and stuff. But Kofi and the company has been, you know, right there with him doing anything the company wants him to do. Um, now, for him to go and lose the title and then not even get a sniff of being in that main event picture anymore, going back to tagging, um, and then not even, I mean, what, they were tag champs, but what do they really do as tag champs? Um, especially in such a weak division. I, I think it's sad that Kofi got relegated to where he is now. And that could be because Xavier Woods got hurt and they, they needed a tag team with a new day. Uh, but to not even feature him, like, you can be in a tag team and still be a singles guy. Um, and then the way they dropped him out to Brock Lesnar, like, it's just real, real, real bummer, dude. No rematch or anything, which is kind of a bummer. No rematch at all. I mean, I, I understand, like, you know, him getting, like, you want to build Brock up, and Brock's supposed to be dominant. Um, but, like, what was it, seven seconds? Was yeah. How long the match was? Yeah. It was yeah. very quick. It was one at five, and that's it. Not even and on a pay-per-view. Not even on SmackDown. On, on first SmackDown on, on Fox, no less. I mean, I mean, I can understand that because they wanted, they wanted to end the show on something big. But, like, no rematch. Kofi not even, you know, getting a chance to, to go after the title. That, to me, is saying, like, well, you weren't part of the plan. But it was just WWE's way of saying, well, okay, fine. We'll, we'll, give, them, we'll give the fans what they want. But then after that, we're going to go back to, well, yep. not having Kofi as champion. Because I don't want to say they had a plan because more often than not, they usually don't have a plan or the plan doesn't go into fruition. Or it change, they have a plan and then it changes five minutes before airtime. Exactly. <laughs> exactly so um yeah i i just thought like um miz didn't quite get where biggie was coming from as far as their what their perspective is like you may have worked hard but like you weren't given these opportunities compared to to us i mean it, without him saying it you know what i mean it was like he almost said it but didn't want to say it yeah couldn't say it rather. yeah because yeah. miz yeah. was like well you know you just got to work hard and then biggie was like well how long did you did it take for you to get your first WWE um, championship match? And he's like, "Well, you know, I was working hard." And Biggie's just like, "Well, Kofi works hard too," and yeah. you're just gonna sweep him under the rug right after he loses the title. I I totally hear what what uh, Biggie was saying. Biggie's and, and and, and... Go ahead, go for it, Brian. Sorry about that. Biggie's really positioning himself really well, talking about it too so openly. Um. Yeah, I hope this elevates him and, you know, 
it, it's gonna for his own singles big run. I think Biggie's the future, for sure. Yeah, it's gonna they need, they they need uh they need singles wrestlers right now. So by all means, and I'm I'm totally fine with Biggie Biggie on a single push. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention about Kofi? No, I just hope to see him Before back. He's yeah. right now, right? He's like healing up from his injuries. So I think yeah. so. He's taking time off. I don't know how long Xavier's going to be out longer either. I don't know either. He's um, trying to be the uh, Xavier, a host you, I mean, on uh, G4 TV, so I don't see him even coming back anytime soon. He's got to make that You money. know, with Xavier, I, I think the real money with him is to be a manager. Have, like, I mean, have him have him be a mouthpiece because that guy can talk. He's a the great personality. So charisma, yeah, like, a lot of charisma. A great personality. So I mean, if, if they want, I mean, eventually when he's done wrestling, switch him over to be a manager at at one point. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's talk, talk about, about Keely real quick. Yeah. We, uh, you read my mind. Yeah, because uh, that's a big week for him this week. Actually, it was a big week for uh, NXT in general. So uh, last Saturday, Takeover, um, overall good show for it, uh, minus the main event. I the hated main event the main event. But we found out the reason why. Yes. Carrying uh, Cross did win the NXT Championship. It didn't no look wonder. like that was going to be the finish. It turns out that he separated his shoulder Yikes. in that match. Yikes. The fact that he was able to continue that match and huh. did a cytos, uh, an avalanche cytos suplex. Which... That guy is a crazy motherfucker. That guy, <laughs> that guy has some serious fucking balls for finishing the match. So I commend him on that. Yeah. Um, however, no. he has to relinquish no. the NXT Championship, so that was a one and done. And that, with Keith Lee losing at Takeover, now he's at the main roster. Now he's official. Do you like Monday that? Night Raw. Do you like that? You know, the NXT champ loses and debuts like the next night on Raw. I mean, they have no choice. Uh, well, they have a choice, but I'm saying like, I think mm-hmm. it's a good way to explain why he was gonna lose to like. You know yeah. What I mean? Uh, he's done everything in NXT. He's the double champ. Um, I think it was time, and it's not like they put him in there with fucking, um, you know, Mojo Rowley. They're, they're, he's up there with Randy Orton for his first uh, legit match. So that says a lot about where they think he is in the company. So, what did you think of his new song and gear? The song is trash. We we can get that out of the way. The song and is super trash. Agreed. It sounds like AEW music. It does. It's like it does. super generic. It's very. Very generic, but it, it was generic, Default but it, music was, it from wasn't 2K. catchy at all. But it wasn't catchy at all. So, um, and and why did he feel the need to change it? Because like it went, Heath Lee had his own original theme that people and, like were able to like chant along with, and like you know the yeah. it, it had a good beat to it. Like yeah, I agree. Poor guy. That, that's what they, made like that. That was part of his character. Was that was was the theme? They did. And they did the, get me with the bait the, and switch, though. They it starts off like his original theme, and yeah. then goes to yeah. trash. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bask in his glory. Yeah. And then, dun, 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 yeah. like, I can see oh. Vince thinking like, well, he's a big guy. He's got to have like Vader esque music. Um, and then here we are, garbage music. Not that Vader's music was garbage, but oh, that's yeah. No. Shout out. People remind me of. Remember, remember when um, remember when Samoa Joe changed his theme song, second time around, where like he changed it, and then he had like the he had the, the similar intro, and then it was generic. It was like very generic for for the rest of the song. 
Yeah. He had it for like a little bit and then back to his original one. Yes, exactly. That? That's what it reminded me of. Hopefully like, they'll do that. They just change it for the sake of changing it. Now, what do you think about and them I, being maybe like... Maybe they'll, they'll go back to it. How do you feel about them being like, he's fat, put a shirt on him. That one I kind of get because even they, they even got Braun Strowman look like an oversized Hardy Boy right now with the same kind of outfit on SmackDown. Braun um, Strowman looked stupid on SmackDown with a tucked looked, in tight ass t shirt. He, he did. He did. Ooh, that's like, that's, that's fucking hard. Boy. Yeah. That's super hard nips, by the way. <laughs> he looks hella dumb. Oh, um, yeah. Well, let's go back to Keith Lee. Wearing He's wearing like a skirt, which I don't like. He should just wear shorts. Is he Scottish? I know. But again, nothing wrong out. with nothing wrong with what he wore in NXT. There was absolutely nothing wrong. He's always worn that attire ever since PWG. Ever since, ever since the 90s. yeah, ever since PWG. Nothing wrong with the attire, but Vince felt the need that he had to wear a shirt, and the shirt, you know, whatever. I, I, I can get past that. The skirt part. It's like, come on, man. they're not basketball shorts. It's a fucking yeah. skirt. Yeah, it, it looks silly. Uh, but like, like Byron was saying, they're putting him in there with Randy Orton real quick. Um, so that does say a lot for where he can go. And maybe this is just a jumping off point. You know, get people talking. You know, we're talking about Keith Lee right now it's, because of things we don't like, and then they can just switch it back. Yeah, this is to get us to talk about them. There's, there's hopefully they're smart and they're thinking like that, like oh, we'll, we'll piss off the marks, and then and then we change it to love him. So I mean, it could be, could be that. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, they, I'm, hope, I'm hoping this too. It's, make, make it, us, it wasn't a make us think that they that they listened to us when this was the plan the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it's it wasn't a great way to introduce Keith Lee to um, the the main shows. I mean, it was a, it was not a good way to do it. A perfect way to do it, um, but he's got too much talent for them to not fuck up. Yeah, and we've 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 seen this before. Let's let's not forget we've we've been down this road before with other stars. I mean, look at Ricochet. Oh, poor yeah, Ricochet. Look Ricochet up. But to be, to be fair, do do? Uh, as good as Ricochet is, he's no Keith Lee. like next up. Well, he's... for a big man, yes. I've like I I've, I've always said I've never seen a refrigerator jump over the top rope of a ring before, but Keith Lee can do it. Right. Um, he can do it. Ricochet, you know, Ricochet is Ricochet. He's still right. fucking beast, but Keith Lee is just, yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, Ricochet it, still needs that mic for it. Why is Keith Lee all of a sudden best friends with uh, fucking uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre? I don't know. Drew I couldn't McIntyre. put those pieces together. That was weird. weird history. Crap off. Not really. I feel like they've had, they've had history before. In NXT, they've had history before. Um, maybe not in NXT. I'm, I'm trying to remember if they had a match because I think by the time Keith Lee came, Drew was already in NXT in on the main roster. I, I know they've had a couple matches involved. It's one thing to be like, I respect Drew McIntyre and I want to, you know, look out for our champion. And it's another thing to be like, we're good friends, and I'm gonna, you know, like it just kind of came out of nowhere. That's just a little nitpick. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. I got another reference. Um, it's. It, and let's just see how it plays out. I mean, um, his, if history has told us anything, it's more often than not we should be a little worried. But Keith Lee, you know, he might be the exception to that rule. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's what change it up. I, yeah, what happened on AEW? Um, the Hangman, I think, I thought you guys were going to get off on that. When I saw that happen, I was like, oh, these fuckers are going to love this story. 
I I'm I'm still not sure of where they're going. But effectively, Let's Hangman Page, real quick. he's been, uh, he's been, I guess, uh, disassociated with the elite guys. Um, they were having a gauntlet match. Great gauntlet match. If you go back and watch uh, for the tag team championships, no more contendership, uh, which ended up being FTR. So F- you're going to see FTR versus um, Hangman and Omega. And they were having a, a gauntlet match. And. You know, uh, who was it? Nick Jackson could have made the save, but Hangman came out and grabbed his grabbed his legs, and basically cost them the match. Um, which was, which was a smart way to to avoid us having to see FTR versus the Young Bucks in this in this match. Right, right. Um, yeah, it was it was it was uh, Young Bucks versus Best Friends, and whoever was going to win that match, they were going to face FTR next. So um, they were teasing it. They were like, "Oh, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna show it," but. In the end, they didn't, and it's a good thing they didn't because why would you want to show that match without any type of advertisement whatsoever on a gaunt- in a gauntlet match? No, no, no nonetheless. Yeah. So after that, uh, the Young Bucks go back to Hangman, who's at the bar, and they're like, oh, of course you're at the bar. You know what? You're nothing but a drunk, and you're not in the elite. And then he splashes a shot of Jack Daniels in his face. Um, but, I mean, there could be more to this because – Hangman was trying to explain himself, and the Young Bucks just kept cutting him off because they were so mad at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to know what, why he did what he did. I'd like to know why he was helping out uh, FTR, essentially. Uh, but they've also been buddy-buddy. They've been, you know, cracking beers together and showing, like, hey, I got your back. Um, so we'll see. That, that's a, it's a pretty big development. Um, also, a big fan of what Brody Lee is doing. Um, you forget that he used to be Harper. or Yeah. Right. Harper in WWE. I think that's definitely the way they should have introduced him versus having him lose right away in the first big match, right? I think he should have started at this level. Well, at the time, they didn't have a mid-card title, but I think yeah. starting here and building from here versus, you know, coming in to compete for the title and then losing it right away. Um, but I guess they're making up for their sins right now. Last week, uh, Brody won the, the title. AEW was on Saturday, so it was already a weird night. Um, but mm-hmm. they essentially killed off Cody Rhodes and destroyed the Nightmare f- uh, family. So that leads me to the to to the thing. Um, Brody Lee is emerging as a top top heel, and now the goof troop that was Dark Order is being taken seriously. If they can take out Cody, they can take out anyone. They're 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 ve- they're very credible right now, and their credibility was gained once they. God, Brody Lee. Let's let's not forget that. Absolutely. Before that, they were considered uh, they were considered a joke. Brody Lee winning was the right move. Uh, I didn't see you it coming. Tell the story of Cody. I didn't. You know, I didn't see it coming either. I didn't. I uh, honestly, I thought that Cody's tower ring was gonna. It was all gonna lead up to him and Darby wrestling. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because it, I thought they were gonna yeah. tell a story of Darby. You know, never beating Cody. And, and now that he is a champion, what more, what better time than than now than to than to beat him? You gotta so I, swerve, I was a bro. By that. But it was a good swerve nonetheless yes. because um, now you can tell the story where like Cody, I mean, Cody was be, being pretty heelish recently in his recent matches. Like he was kind of being arrogant. He so was. Now they could kind he of was. now they can kind of go off that maybe lead to a Cody turn and. We'll see where that goes, um, but I want to go back real quick to uh, the hangman, the hangman situation, because um, 
where, where are they going? Um, last week, or was it two weeks ago, they mentioned um, on EW that FTR, they were kind of talking Hangman into it, like saying, you don't, you don't want to wrestle the Bucks because if, if you do, you're probably going to lose to them and it's going to cause more friction. So they planted a seed in there. Uh, where is it going to lead to? I mean, we kind of got an idea of where this is going to eventually lead to. And it's going to lead to Omega and Hangman breaking up. That's where it's going to go. And yeah. yeah, we'll find out it all out. I think you should. I think yeah, I, I, and I, I have a feeling that that's what where, where it's going to end up happening. Like I think it's I know it's too early for predictions for all out, but um, I think it's time to drop the belts and give it to FTR. And you 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 do you do the turn. And I almost like the idea of having two guys that hate each other being tag champions. I know they've been, companies have done that before, but I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah, lock and stop. Kinda. Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels. Oh yeah, another one. That was huge. Um, but I mean, yeah, we'll see. NXT. NXT there's, there's quite a few. AEW uh, was was decent this week. I feel like they had to rush the ending. But um, how did you guys think about? What did you guys think about NXT? The only thing that I really took away from NXT was uh, since Karrion Cross had to drop the title, um, now we're getting a fatal four way Iron Man match. Uh, between Gargano, Balor, Cole, and Champa. Champa. That's um, a Champa. That's a massive match. I don't know who's a good guy, but that's a great match. The battle of the little guys for the Iron Man match. So there is no like official babyface in, in, in like at, at the start of this match. You got two heels with um, with Gargano and Ciampa. I mean, Ciampa just recently turned heel. You fucked up Jake Ballard's Atlas. kind of a tweener. Yeah. He fucked up Jake Atlas, yeah. I didn't know Jake Ballard's Atlas was from Almani. Uh, is he? He's from Almani, yes. From Almani, dude. Yep. Fucking representing. Uh, SGV zone, zone Jake, Jake Atlas. I mean, I, I knew he was from the SGV area. I didn't know he was from Almani. Yeah, but, that, that uh, makes him, that gives him like 20 more points in my book. For sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He survived El Monte. Um, <laughs> what? He's legit. He did. He did. He, he, he did. Um, going back to the going back to the Iron Man match, you got two heels. Balor's a tweener. Adam Cole. He's like a tweener is, too, right? I guess officially, he's a he's a heel, but I I think by the end of it, he's going to turn into a baby face. You, I mean, that's another story the they're going to tell. Adam Cole, baby. I mean, people don't do that for, yeah. for heels, really. I mean, unless you're like and, a cool and next heel. Week, and and next week is the gauntlet match, by the way. So let's go ahead and you you guys want to do the predictions right now? Yeah. Okay. The gauntlet. We're not gonna have. I don't think. Which yeah, gauntlet? Yeah, next Wednesday. Oh. For the shit. Iron Man match. Oh, that's. I thought that we were gonna say that for a pay per view. It's on Tuesday. No, that's 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 next. That's next Tuesday. Oh shit. Okay. That's next Tuesday. No, they're gonna they're gonna they're 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 gonna. It's smart on their part. I understand why they're doing it because they realize, hey, if on a night by ourselves, we're getting more viewers. They're maybe thinking maybe we can get a million views, a million viewers, if they advertise this match. So it's 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 possible. Those are I, the top four wrestlers in the promotion. Yeah, and Easily. it's going to be and it's going to be a sixty minute match. So there's a lot of possibilities. But as far as um, predictions of who's going to win the match, let's start. Um, who do you think is going to win? I'm going to go Finn Balor. I was going to say Finn Balor because really, what has he done in NXT? Right. Um, and he probably, yeah, I, I see him 
they were he wasn't doing shit for a while, so I thought they were probably priming him against Karrion Cross eventually. Um, there's also rumors that the demon is probably going to be gone for an extended amount of time. Balor said he has no plans to bring the demon back. Wow. Uh, which is weird to me because that's I feel like that thing prints money. Um, prints, get it? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go Balor on that one too. Um, I I feel like he needs something. Um, so yeah, Finn Balor is my pick. Yeah, because Adam Cole, I mean, he just lost the belt. Uh, he just lost the belt almost two months ago. So there's really no point in him being champion again. In fact, I I think by the end of the match, he's going to turn to a babyface. Give him that yeah, turn. I, yeah, I could see that. I think I think Undisputed Era I think Undisputed is going to screw him. So I could see oh, that happening. Uh, Gargano. Mm, he, he, he just won the belt. He won the belt uh, recently as well. I don't really see him as being champion. Uh, maybe Champa. Champa I mean, could be the dark horse. He didn't because he, he technically didn't lose the belt. Yeah, he had uh, to give it he up. Out, he had to give it up. So I could, I could see, I could see either Champa or uh, Balor winning it. I don't know what. I mean, if they. I don't know. I mean, I think it's gonna be one of those two at this at at, at this point. So who's your pick? You can go either one. I'm gonna lean more toward Balor. Damn, unanimous. Um, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean more toward Balor, but I can see Champa winning it as well. It just depends on where they want to go. Like, I don't know. It's and 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 that's and that's great because you don't know. You don't know what's gonna happen. I like it. I like being unpredictable. I. And, predictably and unpredictable. Be, you don't have to be unpredictable just to be unpredictable. Like you don't have to do it every time. You gotta swerve, bro. Um, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> let's speaking of swerves, um, not Isaiah Swerve Scott. We had a good match against uh, Pablo Escobar. Uh, we got to talk about the big swerve on SmackDown, which is really the only thing that's going on. Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. What did you guys think about this moment, and how do you feel about it? I think it's a big moment for wrestling. This is one way they could finally make Roman a guy the crowd kind of hates, but more over than he was before. Like, um, yeah, it makes sense. Now that Brock is gone, I think it's it's he's ready. It's time for Roman to be the badass that the, he's supposed to be. This could be the Rock joining the Nation of Domination mm-hmm. moment. That's a good, good way to look at it. Very good way to look at it. Um, I like that they're they didn't sugarcoat they they didn't like leave any doubt like they're on the same page him and Heyman like Heyman was saying you know they were trading each other's catchphrases which I thought was huge to like lead me down the path of like wow these guys are really in business together now um, and Paul Heyman's a heel so I th- I think we're pretty much solidified that Roman Reigns is a heel leading into the triple threat match. Um, you know what's funny? You know what's funny about that, Drew, with uh, Paul Heyman on SmackDown, is AJ Styles is also on SmackDown, oh, yeah. and AJ went to SmackDown to him. get away from Paul Heyman, <laughs> and 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 he's like, "What the fuck?" Like, I I got away from, I mean, not that it really matters, not not that it matters, but it's like I thought I was gonna be on this brand to get away from this guy, and now he's on SmackDown. That's crazy. I didn't even think of that. That's a good way to look at it. Uh, speaking of moments, yeah. we should might as well make our payback prediction now, right? What do you guys think? Yeah, let's get into before, our before before we do that. Let me, let me 
before we do that, let me let me just say something about about um, Roman. Overall, I, the great angle, Roman needed to turn heel. It was just uh, it was just not if but when. It was only a matter of time. The only thing I will say is maybe they could have saved it for the pay per view where like Heyman helps Roman win, and you can officially have him turn heel, have him start as a babyface, and then in the match with him being a heel. But I like the way they did it here as well. Um, it was subtle. It was last minute. You didn't know about it, so you actually watched SmackDown toward the at the end. So it was a great way of, of doing it. Um, I yeah, it was great. Um, and we'll see what happens on come come payback because I I think there's a lot of possibilities that you can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of payback, we're gonna get to that match. Um, but let's go. We got seven matches announced for uh, payback, which is weird because they just had the biggest sum- party of the summer last week. And here we are with another pay-per-view this week. Uh, let's is just go. after party? <laughs> this is the after party, yes. This, this is the after party. This is where you go and keep drinking and doing cocaine till 5 in the morning. Um, oh, man. Not to say that I've ever been there, but I'm just saying. I've heard, no, I've heard stories no. of that happening. Anyways, uh, let's go to, uh, we'll go top to bottom to top. Uh, just announced Big E versus Sheamus in a singles match. Um, I'll go first. Um, I think Big E needs a win, and um, I'm not sure why this match is happening, but here we are. Um, they want to establish Big E as a big man, so I'm going to go Big E on this one. There is some context to this match. I mean, if you've been watching SmackDown the past couple of weeks, uh, Retribution's been attacking both shows, and Big E's kind of been like the back, uh, backstage leader as far as trying to defend the brand from, from Retribution. Uh, Sheamus doesn't think that he's a leader, blah, blah, blah. So here we are with this match. I don't think this is going to be the only match they have. I think this could be a series of matches. And um, if that's the case, I'm going to go with Sheamus. I think Sheamus is going to win, you know, have the heel win, and then eventually we'll lead to uh, Big E winning the series. I'm going to go with Big E. Big e. Um, it's his time. So I think Sheamus is doing God's work by really making people look good. I'm going to go with Big E. Yeah. All right. Up next, I mean, if you think about it, Sheamus needs to win more because he lost to Jeff Hardy. He lost that feud with Jeff Hardy. Right. Biggie's a star. Biggie's a star. Biggie's going out on his own. I mean, they announced he's going to be a singles guy, and then he went out and have, have has had yeah. one match as a single, and then gone out and done tag matches. <laughs> so it's yeah. weird. All right. Uh, uh, Up next, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle versus King King Corbin. Who do you got? This is the I don't care who wins match, um, but I'm gonna go with Matt Matt Riddle. Um, I am not a Corbin fan, but for some reason he manages to to beat people when he shouldn't. Uh, so I'm gonna go King Corbin on this one against my better judgment. I love Matt Riddle, um, but Corbin needs a win here and there sometimes. So I'm gonna go Corbin on that one. Dick, you're 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 using my logic. You're using my logic for the Biggie Sheamus match for this match. But Matt Riddle and has I'm had gonna go wins. The, I'm going to go the. He's he's had wins. I'm just I, I don't I don't care for this feud. I oh. hope this feud ends. Anything with Corbin, I, I don't, don't care. I don't about. care. I, I really I really don't care. I could see them keeping this feud going. Uh, I, I yeah I could see it happening. I mean it's it it, it and another thing it's, it's payback so it's not a big pay per view. 
So I'm going to go with Corbin on this one because I think this is – I don't see this feud ending. This is not where it's going to end. They're going to they're gonna keep going. Um, you already know they're going to have another match on SmackDown. So oh, that's yeah. that's already oh, given. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Corbin. All right. And uh, go ahead and go with number five there, Dick. All right. So uh, we got Dominic and Mysterio versus Seth Rollins and uh, Murphy. Um, so last week at SummerSlam, um, Dominic debuted in his first singles match. Great match. I thought he did pretty. I thought he did very well. Actually, uh, yeah. great match. Uh, Seth did win. I mean, rightfully so. I because uh, you don't want to have Dominic win his first match like that. Um, the fact that they're going to run it back with a tag match, I'm inclined to say Dominic and Ray. I think it's about time they get some revenge. They need to get a win on this match. Uh, and then you could go ahead and you know have Ray eventually win this feud with Seth if that's where if that's the route they're going. Otherwise, if the, if Seth and Buddy win, I, there's no point. Like, why even have why even have those matches to begin with? So I'm gonna go with Dominic and Ray. They actually had that this match on Raw, but Retribution came in and fucked it up at the end. That makes sense as far as why they have that match on on Payback. Yeah, um, Byron, who do you got on this one? I gotta go with the the faces, uh, and Buddy I, eats the pin. So extra points. Oh, extra points. <laughs> Um, I'm also going to go with the Mysterios. Um, they, they need something because they keep getting fucked up every chance they get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with that. Uh, Byron, go, you're, you're next to go first. Oh, this one's a tough one, but I mean, actually an easy one. Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. I hope I'm right more than, more so than ever, but I hope Keith Lee goes over and I think somebody's going to interfere, maybe edge or something like that versus a mismatch, but we'll see. Um, I too am gonna go with Big E um, because you can't debut and just just lose real quick. Um, Randy Orton's been on another level lately, but I feel like this is gonna be the match to set the tone for where Keith Lee is gonna be in the pecking order, at least for the first you know three 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 Raws, and then Vince is gonna get bored and you know go to something else, and Big Keith Lee will end up tagging with uh, on Keith Lee will end up tagging against Andrade. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Keith Lee on this one. Who you got, Dick? Keith Lee shouldn't lose, uh, considering that he did have a match with Drew McIntyre and it did and it ended in a disqualification for him. So that I don't really consider that to be like his first match per se. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you want to get Keith Lee established. You want to have. You, you need to have. Randy Orton's well established. He can afford to to lose this match. He can, he can afford to put uh, Keith Lee over. He'll 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 be just fine. But you want to get Keith Lee running, especially on a pay per view. And um, I mean, I get the feeling this is going to be the first. I mean, obviously, it's going to be the first of many matches between them. Uh, so I'm going to go with Keith Lee. All right. And up next, we have uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in a no holds barred. Triple threat match. Whew, this one's kind of tough because they're both, all three guys are, are heels, essentially. Right. Um, so I think the, the Fiend is the de facto face because, you know, um, he's in a triple threat match with his title. Uh, he just won it last week. I hope that this isn't the way to get the belt on Roman so fast. But I feel like that's what they're going to do. And uh, I'm going to go Roman Reigns on this one. I wow. want the fiend to win, but Roman with Paul Heyman, it's a great way to make him a super heel. 
Um, so I'm going to go Roman. I'll go next. I guess I'm going to go with The Fiend retains. There's going to be some shit going down. It's a no-holds-barred uh, match. So, yeah, there could be some shit going down. Maybe Brock. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm going to go with The Fiend. All right. Who do you got, Dick? I um, We're talking about um, Paul Heyman on SmackDown. I felt that they should have waited until this match. And then that way you can you can justify putting the you know have Roman win the belt with that swerve and have Roman and Heyman holding like uh, holding hands raising their hands. Oh with yeah, the belt. that would have been like a great way. That would have been a great way to end the show. You can have like a JR um, moment, like that. you son of a bitch, the son of a bitch. Like uh, what is it? Yeah, um, you like, when Austin turned and joined McMahon, you could have had that moment here. Yes. Yes, you could have been like, why is he? Why is why is Paul joining up with Roman? They've had their wars together. Tune in and next week to find out. No, exactly. So Very smart, I think Dick. they could have done it there. Um, but now that they they went ahead and did it, they went and uh, and the way that they have this triple threat match set up. I mean, Roman's got to win. Uh, this is I think this is Roman, and I, I hate to say that the Fiend is a transitional champion, but yeah, I mean, Roman's back. And if they're gonna have him as a heel, have him be a champion. Um, he's not gonna eat the pin though. Braun's in there to eat the pin. Oh, Braun's gonna definitely so eat I, the pin. He's gonna. He's definitely gonna eat the pin. And I mean, with Roman, you could throw like a heel Roman. Look at the possibilities. I mean, you can do babyface Fiend if you want. You can do uh, Jeff Hardy. You can do Matt Riddle. You can do. Uh, there's, there's just Daniel Bryan. You know. People are making the comebacks. There's a lot of, yeah. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to do it, and um, and uh, even Biggie, if you you want to throw Biggie in there as well. Biggie against Roman would be amazing. It would be it would be very yeah. I would love to see that. So yeah, I'm going I'm going with uh, I'm going with Roman Reigns. All right. Um, go ahead with the uh, the next match, Dick. And 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 it's not in any order whatsoever. It's yeah. just we just have a list. So U.S. champion Apollo Cruz versus Bobby Lashley. Um, this one, it's all going to lead up to Lashley winning. I, I I think that's what the story they're telling because Apollo took out MVP. He took out Shelton Benjamin. I don't think he's going to be able to take out Bobby Lashley. Uh, so I I I, I see a title change here. Lashley, new uh, champ. Um, I also think Lashley is going to win. Um, I think he's going to get a uh, a little bit of help from the person that they've been trying to court over in um, Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I think Cedric's going to come out with Apollo um, and you know his crew to back him up, and then in the end, he's going to turn on him. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Lashley. I see that. United, we're going with all the Hurt Business. Oh, the Hurt Business needs to be the main event. They need to be big time. And I think this would be a good way to solidify them as people to be feared and people that will fuck you up. Um, Yeah. You're going going, uh, Lashley too? Yep. Unanimous. All right. Who's next? Uh, Byron. This is probably the match of the night, hopefully. It's the women's tag match with Bailey and Sasha versus oh, Mongo McShayna <laughs> and Ajax. I'm gonna go with. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Before you before you say your prediction, do you want to take back what you just said right now about it yeah. being match of the night? No, no, because I think they're Bailey and Sasha are doing God's work, kind of like killing it. Um, I'm gonna go with. Night Jax is in the match. You realize that, right? Yeah. 
So, <laughs> Shayna and Nia are going to win because Bailey and Sasha are going to separate them off. Um, yeah, I, I think that too. I think this is the, uh, this is the, uh, dichotomy I was talking about earlier where tag, you're the tag champs, but you don't really want to be tag champs. Um, and the reasoning behind it is, you know, I, I don't care who I tag with. I just want to be a champion. Um, and Mm -hmm. this is like mega powers of Jace, if you ask me. Two badasses that they want, you know, at least Shayna. Naya, Naya, I think, has learned her lesson, I feel like. Um, so I'm going to go with Naya and and uh, Shayna because I, I think this is the beginning of the end for Boss and uh, Bailey. This is where the, this is, uh, we're going to see the beginning of, of, the, of the fallout here. Uh I mean, the fact that they had to defend the tag championships a week after they both wrestled Asuka, um, you know, obviously Bailey is still champion. Sasha isn't. And that bothers Sasha. I mean, on, on, on SmackDown, you can tell that when Bailey mentioned Bailey dose straps and it kind of rubbed Sasha the wrong way. She could tell like she was getting annoyed by, by Bailey and the fact that Bailey kept volunteering Sasha in all these matches. So we're starting to see it finally unfold and we're, and this is going to be like this is going to be another step in the direction for them where they're going to have the falling out. Um, you got to get the belts off of them to do that. So uh, it, it could be anyone, but yeah, it's definitely going to be uh, Naya and Shayna that's going to win. But like I said, it could have any tag team in that match. The story of it is Sasha and Bailey dropping the belts, so that way they can tell their story and yeah. finally get to Sasha yeah. and Bailey. So those are our picks for payback uh, happening on Sunday. Um, I'm going to try to get the show out before Sunday. Um, do you guys have any final takes on the week in wrestling? Anything that kind of caught your eye? I liked Kalisto doing his best Ray Phoenix impression on SmackDown. Oh, he pulled out take. some dope-ass offense that I've, I haven't did. seen him pull out before. He, he really did. He's he's in great shape. Yeah, and I'm kind of worried he, about the Lucha House back? party. I think the party might be over for those guys. Yeah, I think it's done. Oh, party's going to be over. Um, I don't know uh, what they're gonna I, do with them, but I think maybe you pull you pull up a uh, Carlos Escobar, and you have like a super Latino faction. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but uh, Carlos Escobar, Pablo Escobar, the guy from NXT, Elegado Fantasma. Oh, um, Fantasma. Yeah, he's um, like real like quick. I just want to mention that. I yes, I I think. He, that's where they wanted Andrade to be. But the biggest difference between those two is Phantasma's English is very good. He's 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 great on the mic. Yeah. So he's a lot more comfortable with English than Andrade. But Andrade's so good, dude. Yeah, he's so good. But, I mean, you, you, and real quickly, this is what I'm – you don't need to have everyone be speaking English and having doing their own promos, like I mean, look at Andrade for example. You know, English is not a strong language. Yeah, you have Zelina Vega's mouthpiece. Zelina should be doing all the talking. Even Andrade Angel Garza to an extent. Garza's not that great. Um, Garza to English a lesser either, extent. And, yeah. on English either, and I feel like he's trying so hard, and it just reeks of un- like having no soul. You know what I mean? Him and like, Carrillo as well. Yeah, Carrillo. Yeah, it's all those guys. You got Zelina there. Why are you making these guys talk for? Anyways, yeah, have them talk. You got oh, anything my, to add, Byron? Yeah, my last take of the week is 
Pat McAfee. He's way better than MJF. Uh, name me a better match. Name me a better oh, match wow. than MJF had than Pat McAfee's one match. You're going to eat your words coming up next week at All Out. Him and Moxley are going to tear the house down. I'll Pat Ma- uh, I, I, oh. McAfee Pat had McAfee. a good I'll match, I'll say though. this. Yeah, that shit was a legit for, match. For his, first, for his first wrestling match, he did a phenomenal job. He blew everyone's expectations away when it came to him in the ring. So uh, hats off to him. But, you know, Adam Cole as well. You also got to give Adam Cole a lot of credit because it, it takes two people to have a match. Yeah. Right, so show me an MJF match that's at least three and a half stars. It'll be cool. Oh, I can show you something like that. Yeah. Well, not even close to MJ, uh, McAfee. I can show you something better than, than the McAfee match. An MJF match. We'll save that for another time. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We're back, baby. So happy to have, uh, you know, semi-full crew. I'm happy to be back. I, I took like two weeks off. It was really nice not watching wrestling for two weeks. It's so nice. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next time. <laughs>